It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Stan says, I'm currently looking at a home that's just over the city limits. Are there any advantages or disadvantages to be aware of when living outside the city limits? Yeah, Stan. So um, I would say your advantages would be, um, I guess the most important thing would be less taxes that you'd pay. So remember when you're living outside of the city limits, you only are required to pay county taxes. So typically it might be around like you know, 0.6, you know, but when it comes to city taxes, it could be doubled. So you're going to save money there on a yearly basis. Also, I would say the advantages would be you more than likely would have less HOA restrictions. So oftentimes when we start going deeper into the country outside of the city, I I find that the restrictions are lessened. So, you know, if you are one of those owners or a, you know, potential owner that maybe you want to have an RV that would stay on your property. Maybe you want to have chickens, you know, you more than likely will probably need to go and stay more in the county versus being in the city so that you are allowed to do those type of things. On the flip side, you know, when you're living in the county versus the city, you then have to worry about maybe your neighbors who potentially don't keep their home and their lawn up like you would prefer for them to do. Because if the HOA is not as strict in your neighborhood, you know, there's not going to be those rules and regulations that are keeping your next door neighbor from maybe doing things that you would prefer for them not to do. So it's kind of a give and take, you know, Um, but I tend to find that many people, they like to go just a little bit further out and get outside of the city limits so that they do have a little bit more freedom and they're also paying less in their taxes. Yeah, lots of uh, benefits that come along with that. And uh... Uh, you know, a few things that then you'll be, if you're a county person, you're going to be, you know, relying on your own to do a couple of things, you know, maybe like sewer and, and water and those kinds of things. You might have to line up yourself. Sure. I, I, know, I know something that caught us by surprise, Angie, when we moved to, uh, to, to Raleigh from Durham and uh, we're in the county now and not in the city was all of a sudden they our, our trash cans disappeared. <laughs> right. You're like, what do I do? Where do I put my trash? Yeah. We're like, wait, where, who, who took our yeah. trash cans? We thought they were stolen at first. And uh, uh, Did you really? Yeah, we That's did. Fun. And then we, we figured out, I mean, we didn't really think they were stolen because like who steals a trash can, but. Sure. Um, but you were still just kind of at loss. Like, okay, where yep. do I, you know, I need to put my trash somewhere. Where are my bins? Let me go, you know, find these. But yeah, you need to get either what a private service or take it to the dumpster. Right? Exactly. Luckily, the good yeah. good old Google was able to uh, help remedy that situation quickly. There you and, go. Google fixes everything. Yeah, find that we had to you had to line up your own trash pickup and and pay sure pay do. that bill rather than it just being in your taxes. So you yep. know, there's some little yep. nuances there to get used to, but. Overall, it seems like a lot of the, depending on what you're looking for, the benefits could be great of living in the county, or they may just sort of even out county versus city. So, sure. Depends on your situation, Stan. Like you said, you're looking to park an, an RV or a boat in the front yard. Well, you may have, you know, no problem doing that in the county. So, that's great. Good question. Thanks, Stan. Uh, if you want to submit a question, again, go to acolerealty.com. Amy has another question for you, Angie. Amy is in Chapel Hill. And says, I've heard it's good to write a letter to the sellers when you're putting in an offer. 
But what should be the tone of that letter? If I sound too desperate, doesn't that lessen my negotiating ability? What are your rules for appropriate offer letters? Yeah, um, Amy, so I typically find that offer letters are written when we're in a multiple offer situation. You know, it's one of those things that buyers do to try to really win over a seller. So it does ruin your negotiation. It really does. You know, but remember, if we're in a multiple offer situation, more than likely your negotiation ability or power has just gone out the door anyways. Because if you're in a multiple offer situation, more than likely you probably will need to go above list price. And so once again, ball's in the seller's court at this point. So the whole reason why we have buyers write letters to sellers is to try to be the winning bid. You know, I have seen in the past where a seller has decided to move forward with a buyer who actually did not have the strongest offer but it was their letter that won over. Um, a letter can really mean everything because you need to remember when it comes to selling a home, it can be you know very you know just emotional, um, bittersweet for a seller. You know maybe that's been their only home, maybe that was their first home, maybe their children were you know born there. Whatever the situation might be. But when you write a letter to them, you know, it can give them some comfort. The letter or the tone of the letter, you know, I would state to, you know, tell about yourself, tell the seller why you absolutely love the home, you know, mention things such as, you know, we will care for the home like you have. It's so, you know, well maintained, maintained. Um, but just give them the warm and fuzzy that you are going to love that home just as much as they did. And so maybe that might give you a little extra ump when it comes to, you know, negotiating or winning out on an offer. Yeah, that's a great point. I would I just avoid maybe, you know, you, you don't want to say, oh, I, I hate cats. And the you know owner is a lover <laughs> of cats or something like that. Just keep it and, positive. <laughs> keep it positive. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, there's there's maybe some some missteps that you could take there, Amy, in the letter. But if you're just keeping it simple and uh, following that kind of advice from Angie, you're, you're not going to run too afoul of anything. And yeah, I think you make a great point there, Angie. If you, your negotiating power is usually already ruined in a multiple offer situation it's you're, you're just negotiating right. against other sellers uh, other buyers at that point not not so much with the seller right 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 yeah and i i typically i i don't see um where buyers are writing letters to sellers if they're the only offer the home's been on the market for a while you know it's like typically you're able to negotiate and you can work something out you know once again it's more of if you want to be the winning offer then an extra letter will help i actually we just put a home under contract this week or you know this this previous week where i had multiple offers for my seller and one person wrote the letter and although their offer was stronger anyways um, that letter it, it meant a big deal to my sellers because this transition for them you know has been huge and they love 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 their current home and you know just having people that will care for their home like they did was super important to them. Well, we've told the story on the show as well when we've talked about offer letters, uh, how it, that worked out for me last year. And um, yeah. it was, you know, a very nice situation where we don't think my offer was as strong as maybe, uh, you know, one of the other ones that came in. But the, the seller enjoyed uh, our letter and, and we ended up making a personal connection that way. And it helped us, you know, land one of, you know, our dream home. So, it's uh, pretty neat, and it does make an impact, so it is important to do if you really want the home. Uh, it doesn't hurt to take a couple minutes to write a, a letter. <laughs> that's that's really could yeah. be the difference between you getting the home or not getting it. So 
Very, uh, very helpful information. One more question from a listener here on the Savvy Real Tour with Angie Cole. The question comes to us from Pete in Cary. Pete says, looking at the prices of some of these HOA dues is making my head spin, Angie. Feels like another mini mortgage. But it did get me thinking, are HOA dues negotiable? You know, Pete, unfortunately, um, the HOA dues are not negotiable. I do understand that in particular subdivisions, neighborhoods, the HOA dues can be, uh, seem like a lot, right? Like they are uh, another mortgage payment. We typically find the HOA dues are more expensive in either townhome neighborhoods or especially condos. But the reason being is because they cover more. You know, maybe they're covering amenities. They cover the master insurance policy. You know, so then uh, your homeowner's insurance would be less amount of money versus having a single family home. So there is a reason behind the HOA dues, which you can also get a breakdown from the HOA management company as well. So you know exactly where that money is going towards, right? But with HOA dues, those are not negotiable. Actually, if you do not pay your HOA dues, uh, the HOA company can place a lien on your property and eventually foreclose, which is really crazy, right? So it's kind of like not paying your mortgage. If you don't pay your mortgage, the bank can foreclose on you. Well, so same goes for your HOA. So make sure that you are paying your HOA dues. And every you know homeowner in your subdivision, everyone pays the same amount. So it's not like you're paying a lot more than someone else. It's the same across the board. Um, but yeah, make sure that you're paying your HOA dues because you could get into some, some big trouble if you don't, Pete. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128. 